I would say just trust in the process and be patient because things happen for a reason. And I think there are times I was maybe working in a job where I, I maybe got frustrated or was like, oh, I wish I was doing this or that. But I think every part of the journey has been a building block to where I am today. What's up and welcome to the Very Best Self Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Brown. Tune in each week as I have candid conversations with inspiring humans, including athletes, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and anyone out there making waves. Get ready to leave your comfort zone behind, step into your power, and live a more purpose-driven life. I am so happy that you're here. Now let's do this. Welcome back to the Very Best Self Podcast. I am your host, Victoria Brown. Today, I have Gabby Geritano on the podcast, uh, and I'm so excited. So Gabby is the person who does my Botox and my fillers. And I've been on like a journey with this because uh, recently I kind of opened up about, uh, you know, my personal experience, and I've been very transparent about what I've had done because... I think honestly, there's nothing to hide. I don't need to be insecure or, you know, about what I've done. Uh, and I'm happy to share it because I think there's a lot of people out there who maybe want to do something, but they're not sure what to do, or they want to, you know, emulate a certain way that they see some, how someone else looks, but they have no idea what that person has done because they aren't transparent about it. So Gabby is the CEO founder of Ject in NYC, and it is my favorite place to go. I absolutely when I tell you, like, I just adore her. I absolutely adore this woman. I really, really do. Um, from like the moment I met her, I was like, she's just really cool. Like she's like a boss business bitch, but she's just really, really cool. If you ask me. Um, so I've loved seeing her. Um, and before we get into the interview, so what I have had done is I have Disport, which is a form of Botox, um, on a personal note, I just find that it, for me, like lasts a little bit longer because when you're in fitness, uh, your Botox can kind of dissipate a little bit quicker when you're working out as much as I am. Like if you're working out once a day, like you're probably fine. But if you're like me working out multiple times a day, all the time, um, I've tried Botox and Disport for me, Disport works just, it just lasts a little bit longer. So I've got uh Disport in my forehead, my crow's feet around my eyes, um, and then in between my eyebrows. And then I have have filler in my cheeks uh, to kind of, you know, you lose collagen over the years. And also for me in working out as much as I do, I kind of found that I was like hollowing out, um, as I age underneath my eyes. So if you do the cheeks, it kind of lifts, uh, that area up, which is really nice. Um, it also will naturally kind of lift the area around your nose as well. Um, so I found that I like that. And then most recently, um, I did a lip flip, which is where they put uh disport or Botox um kind of uh on your upper lip area, which because for me, when I would smile, my upper lip would like disappear. Um, so I did a lip flip so that my uh lip, my upper lip would kind of just not it would stop disappearing, if you will. And lastly, I added a little bit of filler to my lips. But I think if you looked at me, you would have literally no idea whatsoever that I had ever touched my lips, um, which is what I wanted. I did not want 
anything that didn't look natural. I wanted natural, natural, natural. And that's exactly what Gabby has always given me. Um, so that is my transparent, uh, bit around what I have had done. Um, Gabby also gave me a code. If anyone in, is interested in trying anything, it's, uh, I think it's, it's Victoria B 20. So you get 20% off, which is like pretty damn good. Um, yeah. So Victoria B 20 at Jack NYC in the West village. Uh, she has a couple of different locations. Also they do pop-ups in the Hamptons and, and in, uh, Palm beach, but, uh, okay. Let's just get into the interview so you can get to know Gabby and love her as much as I do. Here we go. Welcome back to the very best self podcast. I am your host, Victoria Brown, and I am so freaking pumped to have Gabby <laughs> Geratano. Did I say it right? Garitano, but it's Garitano. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I knew I was gonna have trouble with that one. Gabby Garitano on the podcast today. Um, so Gabby, like, I mean, if I'm describing you, I'm like, she's a friend of mine. Um, but she is also uh the person who does my Botox and fillers. And so that is what we're gonna talk about today because she is the owner and founder of Jekt NYC, which is my literal favorite place that I've ever gone. I've gotten Botox in DC, I've gotten it in LA, I've gotten it in New York City, and by far and away, like let's just put it this way: I've never asked any other person who's done my injectables to be on the podcast. So I <laughs> just adore you. <laughs> thank you, Victoria. That's so sweet. And thank you for sharing um, that you've had injectables before. I really appreciate that and spreading the word of Jekt. And I'm so excited to be here today and talk about all things aesthetics. Yes. All things aesthetics. <laughs> um, okay. So Let's go a little bit back in time. I mean, just on a personal note, I had just moved to New York City. I was like, okay, I got to like find a place here. I need to figure this out. And I was not <clears throat> influenced by anyone. I didn't see Jekt somewhere. No one told me about Jekt. I just like got online and started like poking around and somehow came across, I think probably your Instagram page or whatever it was. And I was like, Honestly, I was like, this place looks really cute. <laughs> and I was like, I think I want to go to this place. And so for me, this is just how I found Jack my little quick story. Um, so you guys are in the West Village, have this cute little shop. And I'm like, I'm, I just had a good feeling. I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to this place. I did some research and I was like, I just like what they've got going on. And you have like a membership, which is really neat and different mm -hmm. than anything else I'd ever seen. And so the price was really kind of, it was very like on par with like what I could afford. Um, and so I book an appointment. I didn't even pick out an, uh, do we call it an esthetician? Is it the same? Is that the word? Provider. A provider. I did not even yeah. choose a provider. I was, <laughs> I was like Russian roulette out here, which is kind of crazy to think about for me. And uh, yeah, so I, I just make an appointment and the appointment, they put me with you, like owner, founder, like a you know big boss lady of the whole place. And then of course, like I just was it's it's been that I'm like I just I did fall in love uh from the first time I went there um so how did you get into aesthetics has it always been a passion of of yours it has so it was about 15 years ago now <laughs> um my mother was actually diagnosed with breast cancer and I started shadowing and working with her plastic surgeon because I was pre-med at the time and I just fell in love with the industry it was mainly more of the reconstructive side, the cosmetic side. I wasn't doing quite as much yet until I moved to New York City. Um, and shortly after that, I started working with a plastic surgeon through undergrad and even in grad school. And I moved to New York about 12 years ago. And I just 
like everything I wanted to do was revolved around the aesthetics industry. I wanted to go on the weekends and work with the plastic surgeons. And I know it sounds kind of crazy, but it was just so exciting and fun. And this feeling when you're in the office, people are walking in and just so excited to be there. And they're, they're coming in for these treatments or they're walking out feeling more empowered and confident. And it's just like an overall great, like, practice that I was working at and just environment that that I was in. Um, and so the industry has really evolved in the last 10 years or so. We've had a lot of new pro- products come out, new services. And just on the education side, I, I saw myself more drifting from the plastic surgery direction to the injectable side of things. And that's really, you know, when, when I found Eject about five years ago, uh, we focus on cosmetic injectables and medical grade skincare. And I think the combination of both is very powerful for people to come in and learn about basically everything to do with their education behind skincare, how they can think about, you know, when should I start Botox and fillers and, um, you know, all those things. But when I started the business, what happened is I had a lot of other PAs and their practitioners that were coming to me. And so I think it's great that you said I was, I was going for the brand and that was um, really the, the purpose back then was to train and have the expertise across the board. So no matter who you're seeing, you feel comfortable seeing that provider and you have really the safety and quality control across the board. Yeah, definitely. Um, because I even have now, like, it's so cool. Cause like some front desk girls, uh, they, you know, came up to me like, Oh my gosh, we went to Jack and we loved it so much. And like, uh, and that was amazing. That was a really good feeling to hear like other people have been and had like, you know, the, the same great experience. So did you see a need in the market? Because I think a lot, you know, five, six years ago, it really was, you know, a situation of if you wanted to get Botox or fillers or any of these things, it was a very sterile situation in terms of like, you went to a doctor's office and it was like the same doctor's office that you would go to that was like, you know, like your dermatologist's office, or you would go somewhere that just felt very like, you know, white lab coat and everything was, you know, I don't know. You get what I'm saying? It just didn't have any kind 100%. of like vibe so that, to it or brand. And I feel like you guys really yeah. pioneered that as far as I know, because um, I'd never seen a place that took something and made it really just like approachable. And I don't want to use the word casual, but almost casual that you didn't feel like you were, I don't know, like you felt like you feel like when you walk in the door at Jack, you're just like, this is normal. I can speak out loud freely about what I want to do to my face or what I'm thinking about doing or what I'm considering. And no one's going to judge me here. And I don't know, I'm not explaining it. Right. Thank you, You Victoria. It it is so great to hear all of those things out loud because that's really the mission behind Jack is to empower all people to look and feel their best. But I think number one is the customer experience and the hospitality. And from the moment you walk in from everyone from the front desk to the medical assistants to the medical provider that you're seeing across the board, we have um, just a, a warm and welcoming and I'd say approachable experience when you're walking in and you want to feel like you have that approachable experience, no matter which location you're in. Um, but also the expertise, like this is what we do all day, every day. We are obsessed with this industry. This is we study 24 seven and know about all the new products and services and things that are coming out. And so we want 
people to feel like we really know what we're doing when you come into. And I think you, you see a sense of that too, where we are very efficient with our time. We have a system for everything that we do, everything down from the ice packs, the vibrators that we use and, and all of those things. Um, but also just our focus on a natural aesthetic. And it's not that we're trying to make people look different than what they look like. It's more of talking about education and really embracing that natural aesthetic so we can focus on how do we age gracefully, how do we age thoughtfully and, and more, more of that side of things. Yeah, I would say that. And that that's actually, that's completely accurate. You feel that, uh, when you walk into the door. Um, and then I guess also, you know, I look at you and I'm like, you look incredible. And I think that you're an, an amazing example of like, you know, you want to go to someone who doesn't like look like they have giant duck lips and, you know, <laughs> you look very, very natural, like, and that's um, really, really important to me. Um, also, as a side note for anyone out there who's like, what does she mean by vibrators? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a tiny tool so that, um, what is it? it just like kind of vibrates on your skin uh, at the not the ejection site, but helps you focus on a different area from what is actually happening. So you you feel less pain. Called pain proprioception. So it actually tricks the nerves to focus on the vibrations and not the needles that are actually going in. Yes, exactly that. (laughs) (laughs) So what are some of the, you know, creating a business, bringing anything to market, um, having this vision uh, and this dream is all amazing, right? And there's you know, I feel like something from all of my episodes where it's like, even if you're not someone who wanted to go out and, and create, you know, an injectable, you know, there's, it's always, there's always something to relate to. Right. So if you've got this great idea, what are some of the biggest kind of roadblocks that you came into to try to bring this idea from your mind actually into to fruition, especially in New York city, which has got to be one of the hardest places to do it. I think this is probably similar in all industries for all entrepreneurs. It's this mindset of I need to think about what I need to do today, but I also need to think six months down the road to even years out of how am I thinking about who I need to be hiring, different supplies and um, you know shortages as far as inventory and things like that. And basically um, risk management, right? Like what are some things that could happen in the future that I need to prepare for? Um, like something like COVID, like making sure if people are coming down and testing positive that we have enough employees that are available to come in and are on call, like things like that, that we didn't necessarily think about before COVID that now after the pandemic, like, um, having enough safety and cleaning supplies and all of those things ready to go. Um, to kind of prepare for anything that could happen. Yeah. I like that line about, you've got to think about what you need to do today, what you need to do tomorrow, and also what you've got to do six months from now. (laughs) Um, So I think a a big question that I get probably the most, if I ever talk on Instagram about, you know, injectables is what age do you start this process? And it's probably one of the biggest questions I would say maybe you get as well. So, you know, what do you tell people who are thinking about Botox fillers, all of it. Um, and what age is good start to start? I think the most important thing is to look at the anatomy and to see uh, someone that's specialized in the industry to give you some advice. And so if we're looking at the anatomy, we're seeing lines and wrinkles that are forming. And some patients may be in their mid to early 20s, some may be in their mid to early 30s. So it's really not a one size fits all or an answer for everyone. You know, hey, if you once you hit 30, you need Botox. That may not necessarily be the case. 
Um, also sun exposure, those types of things can affect it. But I think if you're starting to see like deeper lines that are forming on the forehead and things like that. And I think during the zoom boom and people that are now working from home, they're starting to notice some of these things while they're on those zoom calls. It's great to just schedule a consultation and come in and talk to someone about this. And there are preventative treatments that we can be doing to prevent those things from getting deeper over time and just have a more educated approach about it. Right. Okay. So it's best to just make an appointment and then you can, you know, (laughs) if, if it's not necessary yet, then, you know, you just scoot them out the door and say, you know, come see me in a few years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, these are elective procedures. So if, if they're not necessarily bothering you, then you don't necessarily need to do anything about them. But if you are the kind of person that you are sitting at home and you're like, Hey, like I didn't have these wrinkles on my forehead five years ago. What can I do about this? Then the best thing you can do is come in for a consultation and and talk to someone about it. And preventative wrinkle reducers is is a great option. I mean, Botox has been around for 20 years. It's very safe and it's highly effective. And I always tell people I'm yet to find someone that doesn't like Botox. (laughs) Um, So I think, um, you know, just kind of, it's like anything else, doing your diligence, doing your research, what type of providers does that practice have? What type of backgrounds do they have? Things like that is really important too. Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like there's a boom almost going on right now in terms of, you know, it's, what's it's nice in a lot of ways because people are being more transparent about exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And now you've got influencers, you know, like Alex are all being like, you know, come with me to get my lips injected and literally just show the entire process. And she's in college. Like I was not thinking about these things in college. Like I mm-hmm. was not thinking about that at 21. Like this was not even crossing my mind. Like I didn't look in the mirror and be like, Oh, I wish I like, like, I'm going to go. I just, it didn't cross my mind, but that's like, how the world has changed. And, you know, so it's just so interesting. Um, there has to be like a boom going on right now, I think. Definitely. I think social media has definitely influenced um, some tailwinds that are going on in the industry right now. I think people are being more open and transparent about the treatments that they're getting. And it, kind of back to the genetics or anatomy part, if you are someone that is born with like a very small upper lip and that's something that's been bothering you. And if, I mean, it is FDA approved starting um, at age 21, if, if, you know, it's okay for the patient to come in and get a treatment, then I, I think it's okay for the, I just feel like for me, 21 is like the bare, like I wouldn't see any patients younger than 21. And if so, they like have to have a parent consent and like, there's a little bit more behind that, but um, I just, 21 gives me a little bit of a pause with the Instagram stuff. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Like that, we don't need to think about it. Yeah. M- most of my patients, I would say, and especially with New York city, like most, the core of my patients, like 20 to like 45 plus. Um, and I think especially adject, it's a very responsible approach to aesthetics. We're talking about the education behind these services People are coming in because they've had something on their mind for a while. And we are like literally going through every single detail of the process with them. So they know and like going through their medical history, asking all the the questions to make sure that they're a good candidate for the treatment. Yeah. I mean, that all makes sense. And so 
In terms of aesthetics, um, I, one of the questions I wanted to ask you that I thought was pretty interesting is what are the most common or slash recommended treatments for different age groups? So like if you're in your thirties, if you're in your, you know, versus your fifties or your seventies, um, the most common recommended kind of treatments out there. So every year we lose about 1% of collagen. And so we're also lose elastin, hyaluronic acid, our skin gets more dry And so patients that are in their, let's say, 20s to 30s, they may want just more of like a mild refresh, like a microneedling treatment or maybe a light chemical peel, something like that. Versus once we start getting a little bit older and year over year compounds, we have some of that loss in elastin and collagen. We may need to start thinking about more of the heavy duty lasers, some skin resurfacing. Um, doing multiple treatments and not just one. I, I tell everyone, this is a journey. This is going to be your journey. And we're going to start doing several treatments, not just one. And it's not just because we're trying to sell like a package of something. It's just more, it's like anything else. It's like working out, right? Like you do one workout class and we see a little bit results of you. If you really stick with it and, and kind of maintain um, these treatments over the course of a year, your skin is going to look amazing a year from now. Yeah. I need to think about more lasers, probably get that bridal glow <laughs> going for uh June here. Like got to think about it in advance, you know? Um, but that's, yeah. Cause you guys do all types of everything aesthetic, not just injectables, uh, but also like all of the lasers and the peels and all of these things. So if maybe you're not quite pleased with the way that your skin looks, but you're not ready to go down the path of injectables, like there are so many other options that you can go to Jack for, um, to just kind of get your skin, like a little refresh, a bounce back, if you will. A hundred percent. Yeah. Everything from lasers to peels, microneedling, um, aqua gold, which is a big one for the, for the brides pre-bridal. Um, we see a lot of, um, brides coming in for their aqua gold treatments about a week to two weeks before the wedding, but it's nice again to kind of build up and do, let's say some chemical peels, come in for a facial add on like a microneedling or aqua gold, things like that to kind of like pair different treatments as well. Yeah. Um, so to bounce back to social media for a second, do people ever come in? Like there's like a TikTok filter going viral right now called like the bold filter or something like that. And it's just like, it's, it's dramatically different how your face looks, but has anyone, do people come in and show you their face on a filter and then say like, make me look like this filter? I have not. I've, I've definitely heard of people doing this. And I think more, more of the plastic surgery side patients will come in and maybe show like a nose that they want to have or something like that. Um, I, I have had patients come in, they'll like bring in a picture of Victoria and be like, I, she looks so natural. Like, what has she had done? You know, can you tell me? And because of HIPAA, we can't tell patients like, oh, she had, unless people say on Instagram what they've had done. So we have to be very careful with that. But I think more often it's, they may bring in a picture of someone like an influencer or someone and be like, she looks really great. Like, what do you think she's had done? And I can say, well, I think she might've had this or that. And then you know, this would also look great for you. So like, maybe we should do this next week, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I like that. Um, and then I think, you know, what I also wanted to ask you about, which I found to be kind of just interesting, um, just advice for you are the CEO founder object. You are also in office 
doing the actual job from day to day. You also have, for those of those of you who don't know, like you have several, like a couple locations and you do pop-ups um, in the Hamptons, pop-ups in Palm Beach. Like, how do you keep it all straight? <laughs> have time for <laughs> friends. Have t- yeah. You're like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm still figuring that part out. Um, you know, I think that's, it's certainly a trade-off that you may experience when you're first starting a business and now I'm five years in. So it's been a great learning curve for me in the beginning. I was, I mean, really working 24 seven, but now I'm kind of designating certain time of I'm going to go to yoga class or go, you know, find time to take care of myself, which is extremely important. Um, but I think time management is, is very important and finding ways to, to manage your time. And I'm, I really focus on, you know, my schedule and fitting in time for myself and, and all of that stuff. And sorry, Victoria, what was your question one more time? <laughs> <laughs> just how do you find time? You answered it. How do you find okay, time okay. yourself and really just manage it all? I mean, I, my listeners know, like I've got, it's just, it's hard. Like I'm a full-time soul cycle instructor. I'm trying to also create a business with my journal and, uh, and then there's also the podcast and like, you know, I think it's just like, it's a a female thing in a lot of ways. I don't know. It's not, it's an everybody thing, but you just have so many things on your plate. I mean, obviously you are very natural with this. It's like so organic for you to, even from the moment I got on this podcast, it's like, wow, she's really good. And I think that's, how my patients probably feel when they walk in, like to me, just being in this industry, being in the treatment rooms with my patients, or even around my team talking about these services and, and the innovation behind the industry. I'm so passionate about it. And to me, I enjoy it so much that it doesn't necessarily feel like work. And I think if it did feel like, oh, this is so labor intensive, like so hard for me, it, it probably would be a lot more challenging, but for me, I'm like, oh, I got to wake up and and go do what I love. It's 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 really fun, and of of course, there are days that I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted. I need a massage or something like that. But um, I think that's why it's important to take time for yourself and really just try not to overwork yourself too much because I think that's when people burn out. I think that's great advice. Don't overwork <laughs> yourself too much because that's when people burn out. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's a lesson I'm trying to learn every single day, (laughs) (laughs) every single day. Um, so is there anything else that I missed favorite treatments that you have at Ject? Everything. (laughs) Um, no, I think there's nothing, there's no other feeling like when you get your Botox and like it kicks in like 10 days later and you're like, Oh, I just feel like so amazing. Like to me, that has always been like, no matter how many times I've done it, I just enjoy getting my injection, my injections. Um, and also just our skincare treatments. Like I more recently got a Moxie laser for the first time. And that was really fun. I was loving my skin afterwards or aquable treatments. And, and I, I've kind of, I've basically done everything on our menu. So, <laughs> I mean, your skin is glowing. So, I mean, Thank clearly you. it works. Um, yeah, there's just, I mean, there's so many things to think about, but, uh, I think even for anybody who hasn't done any of those things, as far as injectables go, I feel like in terms of Botox, like when you said earlier, like there's, you've never met anyone who doesn't like it. Um, <clears throat> I think people also think like when it kicks in, like, oh my gosh, everyone is going to notice. Everyone's going to know, like, 
and they don't like, you don't have Mm -hmm. to worry about that. Like, it's not like a super insane, you know, you just look refreshed and like you had a great night's sleep, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I saw this ad is actually last week and it was for like, um, a Valentine's day special. Another practice was like, come in and have kissable lips. And I was just thinking like, that's so like the opposite of Jack to like, for me, everything I do is for myself. You know, like, it's great if my boyfriend's like, oh, you look great. Sure. That feeling is great. Right. But everything I do is more of like the way I I want to do my treatments and how I think about the aging process and, and more for myself and feeling the best version of myself versus like doing these things for other people. I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. So the last question I'll ask you is what is the best piece of advice that you would give to your younger self? I would say just trust in the process and be patient because things happen for a reason. And I think there are times I was maybe working in a job where I I maybe got frustrated or was like, oh, I wish I was doing this or that. But I think every part of the journey has been a building block to where I am today. And I'm extremely grateful and fortunate for it. And, and just keep hustling. I think, you know, people ask like, how did you get to where you are? And like a hundred percent of it is just hustling and following your dreams and doing what you love and it will all fall into place as it's meant to be. Great advice. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on Gabby. I loved every second of this. Thank you, Victoria. That is a wrap on today's episode. Um, Absolutely adore Gabby. She is, uh, you should follow her on Instagram. She is at Gabby Geritano. G, let me not spell it wrong. Hold on, please. As I look it up on Instagram, because I think I wrote it down. uh, Okay. G-A-R-R-I-T-A-N-O. Gabby Geritano. Geritano, Geritano. Damn it. Why is it so hard for me to say that on Instagram? And you can also follow Jekt at Jekt NYC. And then of course, follow me on Instagram at very best self. Uh, follow me, uh, Victoria Brown. Oh my gosh. This is a mouthful. You guys, so many things. Um, yes. Subscribe, leave us five stars, write a review. Um, I love today's episode. I feel like there are so many people out there who have so many questions and, just want to know about this kind of stuff. And I love the day and age that we're in where we can be transparent and talk about what we're doing and how it's making us feel and what we like, what we don't like. And I don't know, just being more open and honest and real about these kinds of procedures. So I hope that today was helpful for you and maybe gave you some confidence around this area of things. If you, you know, were looking for that or, you know, answered some of your questions. So that's a wrap. I will see you guys next week. VB out. Love you. Mean it. Bye.